Genesis chapter 4 and verse number 1. Open your Bibles there. I'm gonna, I don't have any jokes. I'm not funny like Brother Tom or Brother Danny. So um, uh, we're going to move quickly tonight. Amen. I like to stand, kind of stretch our legs a little bit, and um, we'll read the Word of God. I'll read some verses real quickly here. Genesis chapter 4 verse number 1. The Bible says, And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, his, uh, and Abel he also brought of the first things of his flock uh, and the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth? Why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his uh, desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And Cain talked with Abel, his brother. And it came to pass, when they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And uh, he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, uh, Why hast thou done? <clears throat> what hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's uh, blood crieth unto me from the ground. And now art thou cursed from the earth, which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond and shalt thou be in the earth. And Cain said unto the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. I want to speak to you on the subject tonight, real quickly the cure, or the curse of sin, the curse of sin. And uh, let's pray and we'll get into this. Father, we love you. Thank you for all you do for us. Bless us now. Help us tonight and uh, fill me with your power and your strength, Lord, and help me to preach exactly what you would have me to preach. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. The religious elite of our day. <coughs> Uh, say you can worship God how you want to worship God. You can go to church, you can stay at home. You can watch TV, you can send your money to Olstein or Colson or one of these guys on TV. Stay at home, you'll be just fine. The problem with this ideology is that the same thing, uh, it's the same thing that man was trying to do 6,000 years ago, the very uh, second or third, depending on which storyline you call it, uh, second or third storyline in the Bible was a storyline about a man who wanted to worship God in his own way. He wanted to do it my way. I want to worship God my way. And God said no to him, and God says no to us today. I cannot or I will not uh, at any time accept this form of worship except for that which rightly defines my glory and what I deserve, God says to Cain, and as he says the same thing today, preachers all over are saying, ah, oh, you can do what you want to do. You can worship God how you want to worship God. You can make God uh, who you need him to be to you. Preachers wrap up everything in nice little words and mask and disguise the truth so that the hearer does not even know what the preacher is against, what the Bible's against. The problem is God has never changed. Malachi chapter 3 tells us, I am the Lord God, I change not. And so what God, what God said was true back 6,000 years ago is true today. Point blank, Genesis chapter 4, God says to Cain, no, you cannot, I cannot accept your sacrifice. I cannot accept your offering. And Cain was rejected by God. The first murder in God's word was a murder of religion. 
There's nothing new in the sun. What's going on in our world today is not taking God by surprise. It's not this Muslim extremist and all the stuff that's going on, the bombs and the killing and this, this battle of religion. It, it, the same thing was happening here. Cain killed Abel because of a worshiping uh, uh, issue he had with God. Abel's murder was a murder by a man who was rejected by God. This rejection from God took uh, Cain uh, to a place of no return, all because Cain wanted to worship God his way. Uh, Cain wanted to bring the sacrifice he wanted to bring, and God has always wanted a relationship with man. You find it in the Garden of Eden with Adam and, and uh, how he and uh, uh, God walked together on a daily basis. And, and uh, remember, it was sin that separated that relationship, that disturbed that relationship between God and Adam. Adam hiding, uh, Eve hiding uh, behind the bushes and God's walking and they hear his voice walking in the morning I wonder what that voice sounded like I wonder what he was doing singing a song or something or calling out to Adam and Eve but for some reason they were hiding and God looks and God finds him and asks him that question oh, 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 what you doing where, where you been and he, oh, well, well we, we, we were embarrassed and, and, uh, and we were ashamed and he said who told you you were naked have you eaten of the fruit Disobedience to God always destroys relationships. God always rejects disobedience. Sin always destroys relationships. Check it out. The relationships that have been destroyed in your life, check it out. You'll find that the root is always sin. Sin destroys relationships. And only God can piece back together these relationships. And the price is always obedience to God. Notice the story with me if you would. Cain and Abel had jobs. Cain's job was a tiller of the ground. Abel's job was a keeper of the sheep. They were taught, no doubt, by their parents to worship God. There's no doubt in my mind. You remember when their parents were taught by God to worship Him uh, uh, right after their sin in the Garden of Eden. God uh, took them and He took those uh, the clothing that they had pieced together and He killed an animal, the first animal that had died uh, in the history of the world to that point was this animal had died and he was he was he was teaching them that there was something that had to die to pay for sin it was a worshipful moment and it was God trying to help them understand as he clothed them uh, with those skins and and help them to understand that this is the way you're going to worship me there is no doubt in my mind that God, uh, that uh, uh, Adam and Eve passed that down to Cain and Abel because Abel did it right, Cain did it wrong. Bible says in verse number 3, And in process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Cain wanted to bring something different uh, to, to, <coughs> to offer unto God. Cain had a relationship with God just at uh, just like Adam. And you see that in this story. Uh, Cain wanted to worship God in his own way. Uh, Cain wanted to bring uh, what Cain wanted to bring to God. Fruits and vegetables. Something that represented him well. I don't know how many times I've been knocking on doors. And I heard someone uh, say uh, at, at the door. Uh, well, uh, uh, me and my God, we have our own thing. Uh, I worship God in my way. No, 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 friend. You don't worship God in your way. You worship God the way God wants you to worship him. Or you don't worship it at all. Notice how God responds to Cain's offering. God rejected it. Rejects this sacrifice and refused to accept it. And this acceptance from God was not because. The acceptance of Abel's offering. It was not because of who brought the offering. It's not because of who Abel was. 
It was because of Abel's obedience to God. The sacrifice was brought in obedience. And if you notice in verse number 4, as we look through this passage, look what it says in verse number 4. And Abel, he also brought of the first, uh, uh, first things of his flock and the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. Verse 5 tells us uh, how Cain responds to the Lord's rejection. So, so God accepts Abel's offering and he rejects Cain's offering. Cain gets wroth, verse number 5, look what it says, but when unto Cain and his offering, he had not respect, and Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And Cain throws this big fit, why? Because God rejected his offering, why? Because he offered it in a wrong way. Hey, hey God, I've got this fruit and vegetables, and, and this is what I do, and this is, this is what, it, was, it represented his goodness, and it represented who he was, and, and what he did, and it was not what Abel did, this is who I am, and I, wanna, I want you to accept my, my sacrifice, and Cain was wroth, the Bible says. Notice this response, the problem that Cain went through. Two things we're going to look at. First of all, Cain's response. Secondly, we'll look at God's response. Cain was not accepted by God because of disobedience. He rejected. God rejected that offering. Secondly, think about this. Cain was wroth. The Bible uses the word wroth there. And he was wroth because God did not accept his own, uh, his offering or his sacrifice on his own terms. The word wroth. Uh, it means to glow or to grow warm, figuratively to blaze up or, or to be angry or, or uh, jealousy. So Cain is angry with God that he did not uh, uh, do things his, his way. He was upset at God, frustrated at God, mad at God because God uh, rejected his offering and accepted Abel's offering. Cain was jealous of Abel because Abel was the favorite one now. So we have Cain not accepted. We have Cain wroth at God because of that rejection. Thirdly, we have Cain getting angry with God that showed upon his face. Let me just say this. So, so, so literally, God could tell by Cain's countenance. Abel could tell by Cain's countenance he was wroth. Something had changed. And let me stop and say this. We know when a countenance has fallen. You can see it. You can tell it. You can, you, you, you're, you're, let me just say this. You're readable. We know it. There's something different. Cain's countenance had fallen. And, and, and it's always because of sin. It's always because of sin. And so uh, we see uh, that uh, Cain was not accepted. We see that he was wrong. We see that his countenance had fallen. It was known. You could tell. Everybody knew something's wrong with Cain. What's wrong with Cain? He didn't accept my offering and accepted Abel's fourthly notice notice listen Cain took his anger toward God out on man everyone here takes our anger towards God out on man check it out just think about that for a few minutes
The byproduct of Cain's rejection from God was staggering hatred and jealousy, envy and criticism. This uh, accusations of Cain toward Abel that were not even spoken but obvious by the storyline as you read through it and hear and eventually that he kills his own brother all because God accepted his uh, sacrifice but he rejected Cain's. You can see that the idea from it that Abel's the favorite now and, and God is not fair. You see this mindset of Cain coming out in the fact that he murders his own brother over a sacrifice. Stiff neck. I'm going to do it my way. I'm right. You see this, this attitude of Cain, mad. I see people all over, mad at God, blaming God for what has happened in their life, blaming God for the unfairness, mad, angry, frustrated, taking it out on man. God's response to Cain's attitude and to Cain's sin is found in Genesis 4 and verse number 7. He comes to him. Notice, notice how God comes to Cain before he ever murders his brother. You ever heard someone say, why, why didn't God stop that? Why, why didn't God stop that? Why, why, didn't, why didn't God stop that? Why, why did God let that happen? Let me just say this. God always, in my opinion, God always convicts and, and works in someone's life before they go too far. In this situation, notice what he says here. He says, if thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? If thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. He said, if you have a problem, he said, if you're not doing well, he said, the problem is sin. The problem is in your heart. The problem is in your life. Cain's jealousy and anger towards the embarrassment that his brother caused by his obedience And by Cain's disobedience is what made Cain so angry at God. You got one brother obeying God. There's a power, one brother obeying God, one brother not. Cain was the older brother. Cain was the one who was supposed to be in charge. Hey, when daddy fell off the scene, Cain was the one, he was going to be the leader of the home. And if you read that verse more carefully and take out the middle section there, you'll find that what God was talking about was the fact that if if Cain would obey God, Abel would follow suit and fall right underneath Cain's leadership. Cain had a problem with his brother. He was mad, angry, jealous, envy, hatred, that stubborn will. May I say God is always right. Sin lying at the door. It was in his heart. He was envious. He was jealous. He was upset. He was angry at God and he took it out. On Abel. So let me give you four thoughts about God's side of this. Let me just say real quickly. God knew exactly where this was headed. Hey, he wasn't surprised. Don't you think that's why he came to Cain and said, hey, Cain, what's wrong? Your countenance fallen. What's wrong? Cain was wroth. Secondly, secondly, God gave Cain a choice to get right by speaking to him personally about his anger issue. Got a cho- he get, hey, you got a choice. You don't have to be angry. You don't have to be upset. What's the problem? Listen, listen, don't miss. This is the problem. Disobedience. Sin is always a problem. Disobeying God is always a problem. Thirdly, notice God allows mankind to have free will and to make their own choices. He allowed Cain to go through with what he decided to do. 
You want to choose to self-destruct? God, listen, God will let you. Fourthly, God warns us that our choices and actions have consequences. Cain's response in verse number 13, look with me in verse number 13. Notice what it says, and Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. Notice Cain's response, the sad consequence of sin are greater than he can bear. And that, my friend, is reality. And I'm afraid that too many people understand this statement so true because they don't think about the consequences before they sin. They, they, they have to face them after they sin. And they all have the same sentiment. My punishment is more than I can bear. I can't handle the punishment. The consequences of our sin are greater than any of us can bear. Thousands commit suicide because the consequences are too, they're too hard. They're too difficult. I can't, can't handle them. Psychiatrists and psychologists are booked for months dealing with people who are trying to cope with past sin. And it all boils down to rejecting God's will and following my will. Are you following me here tonight? Am I, too, am I okay? Sin marks you. Listen, sin follows you. Sin haunts you. Sin plagues you. Sin reminds you. Sin separates you. And Cain learned for the First time in his life, the same thing that we have learned, that sin takes you farther than you want to go. Sin keeps you longer than you want to stay, and it always costs us more than we're willing to pay. Rejected alone, Cain is seeking acceptance from God, but he's still seeking it on his terms. You say, how do I know? Because in the last verse it says, and Cain went from the presence of the Lord. Fine. Fine, you don't want to do it my way? I'll do it. I'll, 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 I'll just leave. Fine, so many people get upset at God and set up to set in church and, and frustrated at things that, that are not the preacher's fault. They're not the pastor's wife's fault. They're not another member's fault in the church. They get upset and frustrated and they leave church. They walk out the doors all because disobedience, pride, arrogance, unwilling to humble themselves and say, I'm sorry. It was my fault. Forgive me. Sadly, Cain leaves the presence of God. This relationship that began in obedience was broken, all because Cain wanted to worship God in his own way. So here's the message. Four statements and I'm done. God's rejection comes only because of our rejection of his commands. God does reject people. Why? Because you've got to come on his terms. You can't, no matter what the televangelist says, you cannot live the way you want to live and have God's blessings on your life. It, it, don't, it won't work. It won't work. You can't go out and live in the world and sin. And you say, well, preacher, I, I, I see people doing it all the time. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You don't know what's happening. You say, man, so-and-so, they've been out church for years, and they're blessed, and everything's going fine for them. You don't know what's going on. Don't get your eyes on man and what's going on in their life. Keep your eyes on God and obeying his commands. Statement number two, our, fa- our, fallen, co- our, our fallen countenance, I can't even say it. Our fallen countenance is a notification to all who see it that something is wrong. 
Anyone ever walked up to you and said, are you okay? And you know what we do? Yeah, I'm fine. Liar. We're lying, aren't we? It might be better to be honest and say, I'm not, but I can't talk about it right now. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm, oh, man, we're great. Yeah. How'd you know? I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, what made you say that? It's all of your faith. We know. We already know. A person who walks with God, listen, knows. You can see it. They walk in. And it's so obvious, except to them. What's wrong with her? What's wrong with him? We're not fooling anyone. Statement number three. Restoration will only come when we pursue a relationship with God. The only way we get restored, that relationship with God, is for us to pursue it. Hey, by the way, he's waiting for He's ready. He's waiting right there. Hey, he, he's not... He's, 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 he's not hiding himself. He's not pulling away from us. He's waiting. Literally, we turn around, he'll be right there waiting for us. God created you and I for himself. He created us for a relationship with, with him. God wants to talk to you more than anyone else on this planet. God created you to talk to him. He loves you and he cares about you. Uh, stop blaming God and stop accusing God and stop hurting man because you're mad at God. Stop blaming everyone else. If it's your fault, stop hurting your wife and yelling at her because of your sin. You know, I, I, you know sometimes people get upset at my family and, and I. And, <clears throat> and I think to myself, why are you mad at me because I made right decisions? Why are you jealous of my family? Because we chose to obey. And you're taking your anger for your sin and suffering the consequences that you're in and you're directing it to me. You're mad at God. You're not mad at me. But you sure act like you're mad at me. It's a good pastor who recognizes that and says, I love you in spite of. How many times have people gotten mad at Brother Joe in 20 some odd years? How many years, Brother Joe? 22 years, gotten upset at Brother Joe or upset at his family and blamed something on them and sadly has nothing to do with them. And yet he loves that family regardless of what they say behind his back, regardless of what they spread throughout the church. He loves them, cares for them. Restoration will only come when we pursue a relationship with God. And fourthly, and I'm done, simple message, but fourthly, listen to this. Recognize that only God can help us cope with the baggage that sin hands us. You you can't cope with the baggage of sin. I can't cope with the baggage of sin. 
No, no one can. The, the worst thing for us to do when we look and get mad at God and angry about our life and our past mishaps and all that goes on and the consequences that flood our life because of what we have done in the past when we get mad at God and we leave church, that's the worst thing you can do because he's the only key to you and I literally handling the baggage that we brought on ourselves in the first place. Why would we get mad at God? Only God's grace through continued obedience to him can provide the strength to cope with the effects of the curse. Cain chose not to, chose not to care. Look at verse 16 and I'm done. Look what he says. And Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. You continue reading down here, you're going to find that Cain builds a city. That was direct obedience to God. He, he continues in his disobedience to God. Completely disobeys God again. And so he chose a life of disobedience. All because he was mad that he was rejected. You ever felt rejected? You ever felt like... God was taking everything out on you. You ever felt like God has favorites? Maybe next time check their life and see if they happen to have obeyed God in their life. Maybe they chose chose obedience rather than disobedience. Amen. And God will help us with that curse of sin. Amen. Amen. Father, we love you. Thank you for all you do for us. Bless us today.